for another week of the show all about the South. Welcome in to y'all. I'm John Rawl. We've got passages in the entertainment industry to tell you about. Most notably, on Sunday, we found out Joe Diffie, country music singer, Grand Ole Opry member, died of the coronavirus at age 61. And we'll have a little bit more about that, plus an hour or two of today's y'all show when Jerry Short joins me for our Takapola Storyteller time. I'll weigh in with my personal connection to Joe Diffie and a great Oklahoman that had so many great country music songs. And I just heartbroken, and as many of you are, with the loss of Joe Diffie from COVID-19. More on that in just a second. We have other headlines from across the South here today to tell you about, most of which have something to do with this darn virus. All that here as we start another week of the Y'all Show. Later this hour, we've got a little bit of a different story to tell you about. We saw on Friday of last week, President Trump signed into law the stimulus package, the over $2 trillion plan to help us out, where many of us are going to get a check here in the next three weeks. We have the CEO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT. Mike Savage is going to be on for our Southern Business Report, and we'll learn more about his company, which has some connections here to the South. They have offices in the Tampa area as well as in Texas. Mike Savage, CEO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, is going to help us try to make sense of the stimulus package. And don't forget, if this would be normal times, we're only about three weeks away from tax day. So Mike's got something to say about the delayed tax day for 2020. All that coming up as part of our Southern Business Report in the next segment. Before we get out of here today, this first hour at least, we'll have a little bit of hashtag hullabaloo. We start hour two with weekend sports rewind. We've got some sports information to pass along. as Some of it even has to do with COVID-19. We'll let you know about that. And then our Takapoa story Tell Jerry Short's going to be coming by, and we'll get him to weigh in on what's going on in his world. And I know he's not happy right now, and you'll know why when we talk to him. As I said, also, we'll talk to Jerry Short about Joe Diffie, the pickup man, honky-tonk attitude, third rock from the sun and more. A rough, rough time for all of us, but uh, especially if you have family members, friends, or if you're like me and you just like a guy like Joe Diffie and they pass away from this virus, it's, it's, not, it's not a good thing. If you want to connect us here on the Y'all Show, we welcome your input. Our number is 803-816-1170. Our email address is y'allshow at y'all.com. Facebook, check us out there at the Y'all Show. That's at Y'all Show, as well as y'all.com on Facebook. Please share our page. That's all we ask of you. Please like, share, follow, whatever the case may be, because we are the show that's all about the South. Let's get into these headlines. As mentioned on Sunday, Joe Diffie, country music star and Grand Ole Opry member, died at the age of 61 after complications of coronavirus. I just got a text Friday evening, and it was a text saying, Joe Diffie has COVID-19. And this was late on Friday. And within 48 hours, Joe Diffie succumbed to this virus at the age of 61. He was a native of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I remember he had worked just like his buddy Toby Keith in the oil fields at one time. And Joe Diffie went on to, with that great voice of his, have big hits like Honky Tonk Attitude, the fun song, Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox If I Die, Bigger Than the Beatles, and more. And his mid-90s albums were big sellers. He was one of the big stars of that 90s country era, Joe Diffie. He had five number one songs, and he also worked with Merle Haggard and got a Grammy Award for Best Country Collaboration for the song Same Old Train. 
and that passage again on Sunday of Joe Diffie. I will tell you more about the passage of Joe Diffie in hour two when I have a chance to talk to our Jerry Short about Joe Diffie and my personal memories working alongside him in the 90s in Nashville and a really cool thing he did to me that nobody else ever did in that era that I think is I've always liked Joe Diffie for for a lot of reasons but that was one of the reasons selfish reason but a good reason that really was more about him than me and I'll share that with you in hour two when Jerry Short stops by also out of the nashville community our thoughts are certainly and this is a scary situation we only hope the best for john prine a lot of you are john prine followers he's not necessarily a country music artist but certainly a music legend and he has been in critical condition with coronavirus so we wish all the best for that and and our thoughts go to the prine family now as we said with joe diffie he was 61 years old and we know now that age is not the only risk for severe coronavirus disease older people still remain most at risk from dying of the coronavirus but it seems that men seem to be faring worse than women in this outbreak and that is a scary thing to pass along the majority of people who get covid 19 have mild or moderate symptoms but majority doesn't mean all according to reports and that raises a question who should worry about most that they'll be among the seriously ill while it will be months before scientists have enough data to say for sure who is most at risk and why preliminary numbers from early cases around the world are starting to offer hints not just the old get sick a sick and senior citizens have been the hardest hit in china for example 80 percent of the deaths were among people 60 years old or older but still more to be determined and I'm sure you've seen Dr. Fauci come out over the weekend announcing that he expects that there's the real possibility here in this country we could see death toll 100,000 plus, maybe even 200,000 plus if, I, if my memory serves me correct. And our our thoughts are just to try to help stem this thing as much as possible and, and let's get it under control and get it out of here as fast as possible. One thing to pass along, if you live in an area where Winn-Dixie is located, Winn-Dixie has created a shopping hour specifically for healthcare and first responder, the workers in those industries, as they will extend shopping hours every Monday and Tuesday to add a special shopping hour just for these, again, healthcare providers and first responders. Healthcare personnel and first responders can go to any Winn-Dixie, and that's from 8 to 9 on Monday and Tuesday evenings for these special hours as a continued safety precaution seniors and high-risk customers are still invited to shop their local winn-dixie store 8 to 9 a.m monday through friday and i would expect a lot more retailers would be offering this extra time special time for the people who are being heroes right now going out trying to save lives with this pandemic going on so good on you winn-dixie and there may be other ones who've done this i just have not been told that so that they get the uh, special thumbs up here today now over the weekend some good news if there's ever going to be a new good news when it comes to tornadoes we had an outbreak of tornadoes in northeast arkansas bad one in jonesboro in the northeast corner of the natural state an ef3 tornado went through there and an ef1 struck neighboring green county good news is from what we can gather no loss of life some injuries but no loss of life as high winds hail and rain hit not only arkansas but also portions of tennessee even into kentucky over the weekend 
and this one in Jonesboro, the National Weather Service said it had winds of up to 140 miles per hour. You might have seen it on the news over the weekend. Video captured this thing going through a pretty busy area of Jonesboro, the mall at Turtle Creek. And that mall had been closed because of the coronavirus. And maybe because of that, you had far fewer injuries reported from that. 22 injured, two hospitalized no one dead, according to the city of Jonesboro spokesperson Bill Campbell. The injuries, luckily, are not life-threatening. So, again, if you're going to have a tornado, this is what you hope for, as opposed to what we saw in Middle Tennessee at the beginning of March. And storm damage went throughout Tennessee as well over the weekend. Tom Coburn passed away over the weekend, the former U.S. Senator from the state of Oklahoma and a physician who was in Congress. He was known as Dr. No, and he has now passed away. Our thoughts go to the Coburn family, a conservative political maverick, and again, before entering Congress, was a physician there in Oklahoma and now has passed away. Senator Tom Coburn, he had left office a couple of years ago and was in Oklahoma. Another passage from the weekend at the age of 98, civil rights leader and an aide to Martin Luther King Jr., Joseph Lowry, has passed away in Atlanta as he fought alongside King to end segregation. And for more than four four decades after King's death, he worked closely with civil rights people throughout the country and even helped with the President Barack Obama inaugural by giving the benediction for that back in 2009. Again, Joseph Lowry, you probably remember seeing him for the many times he was on television a a very familiar face even going back to the time when he was an aide to dr king passing away again at age 98 at his home in atlanta and he was 98 out of life well lived there mr lowry now news from outside this country that affects all of us the u.s-led coalition in iraq has now withdrawn from a military base in the country's north that nearly launched the country into an open war with neighboring iran the k-1 air base is the third site coalition forces have now left in the month of march and that's in line with our plans here in this country to consolidate troops into two locations in iraq so troops are slowly but surely leaving that country or being drawn down dramatically as we're trying to come up with a new strategy in that part of the world thankfully Thankfully, that part of the world's not in the news right now. Unfortunately, the reason it's not is because of the coronavirus, which is an entire world problem, as we know. And because of the coronavirus, they did things on Sunday a little bit different at the Brobridge Church. They had a drive-in service there at New Beginning Fellowship Church, Brobridge, Louisiana, as they asked attendees to stay inside their cars. And it's come as you are, stay in your car, this service held outside with a stage set up for worship leaders and congregants all watched while sitting in their vehicles i guess they got a pretty big parking lot there in Brobridge, and they also streamed this service sunday morning from this place as the pastor there did a good job of getting everybody together and it was a great a great time see people are adapting and doing things differently but they're still doing it renee armentour is the worship leader there and said i guess you could say we had a church without walls today we just got together with the ones who wanted to come and worship with us they know under the circumstances we can't be in the building so we set up a stage outside they sat in the cars and we had church 
So that, some good Louisiana ingenuity here to get our week going. Unfortunately, this is some ingenuity coming from the state of Mississippi, and it has a little bit of a sting attached to it. And I'm going to use the word quickie in this story. As in Natchez, Mississippi, that's where you'll find the Adams County Jail. And an inmate there has now been tested, not for the coronavirus, but for being pregnant. And this happened, she got pregnant in the jail, and she got pregnant by a fellow inmate. We've all seen and read stories about people in jail getting impregnated by corrections officials. She got impregnated by another inmate. That seems pretty hard to pull off. And yes, that's what happened there at the Adams County, Mississippi jail. As it looks like this female inmate was trusted and she was allowed to leave her cell to perform perform cleaning duties while under supervision. Somehow, some way, she got into an area where she wasn't seen and while she was cleaning a stairwell she saw a male inmate in the laundry room and she had sex with him which she described as a quickie the female inmate said the sex was consensual and no guards involved so a quickie in the jail amongst inmates all out of natchez yes that's a good break from the coronavirus stories for sure isn't it and finally in the state of florida inmates there they're not having quickies instead of that they're having more productive things happen in the jails of florida and what they're doing there at least in the hernando county detention detention center in brooksville what are they doing just north of tampa they're making masks for local hospitals and then they're they're donating the sewing machines amid the coronavirus pandemic as yes they're creating face masks giving them to hospitals. Four women incarcerated at the Hernando County Detention Center in Brooksville have made now more than 130 masks, and these have been donated. Masks and other personal protective equipment amid the coronavirus crisis have been steeped. They've been in demand for workers around the country. And now, thanks to these prisoners in Brooksville, Florida, they are getting help. And that's a good story to pass along. Prisoners doing something productive. And I... I know it's easy to forget about our our folks incarcerated right now, but it's a scary time for them. It's a scary time for everybody. It's a scary time for the loved ones who are have loved ones in prison. You're worried about your loved one, that they're going to be exposed and there's going to be a, a mass outbreak of the virus within the jail cells. We hope that doesn't happen. And we're seeing in some areas where inmates are let go. Not necessarily permanently. They're just, I guess, temporarily released from jail to, to get out and help make this a little less less hard hit on these jails. But I'm glad to know in Hernando County, Florida, that the couple of inmates there, the ladies who did these this great work there with their sewing machine and more, giving masks away to local hospitals, that is a great Southern story to pass along here on today's Y'all Show. When we come back on the show, we will have Mike Savage. He's the CEO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, and he'll be on to talk about the recent stimulus, the stimulus package that just got passed and signed by President Trump on Friday, what that means, also how you can use his company, and it's a little less stressful than maybe trying to track down your accountant these days, and he'll explain how you can work directly with an accountant, a real-life person just like him. Mike Savage is a CEO and a, a CPA. 
and you can get help with through 1-800-ACCOUNT. Mike Savage is on in the next segment as part of our Southern Business Report, and we'll explain it all right here on The Y'all Show. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called Irritable Bowel Syndrome with Constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. And we are the Y'all Show. Hello, welcome in. Hey, this is the program where, again, we love to talk about our great southern businesses. And if you're a business person, heck, if you're just an individual here in the southeast, well, there was a day that was supposed to be coming up pretty soon called Tax Day. And because of the coronavirus, that's kind of all been pushed back a couple of months. And to help us understand what's going on with the good federal government and the IRS specifically, and to learn more about his great company, 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, We've got the CEO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT join us right now, and that is Mike Savage. Welcome into the Y'all Show, sir. Thanks for having me. It's not often we get to talk to an accountant who's also a CEO, so you're making history. Yep, thank you. Uh, yeah, it, we're, we're, we're pretty you know, excited over here that we're moving out, the uh, that they moved the tax deadline, give us a little bit more time to, to sift through this 1,700-page stimulus bill that the government recently passed and, uh, and to make sure that you know, most of our clients are small businesses and to make sure that they get all the deductions and, and, uh, you know, and all, the, all the benefits that the government you know, has, has provided, especially during these hard times. And again, your company is one of the largest companies out there, 
that does this kind of work. So what kind of numbers can you tell us about just how big your company is, Mike? Yeah, we have about 250,000 clients uh, nationwide. And uh, most all of them are small businesses. Um, you know, a lot of most most of our businesses are owner owner occupy or owner ran businesses. So okay. um, we're not only doing uh, small business taxes and and accounting work, but we're also doing uh, uh, you know the, the the tax work for the individual. And just like the name implies, it's one eight hundred accountant. And when you call that number, heck, you just might even get the CEO because Mike, you're an accountant. You are a CPA. So, how long have you been practicing accounting? I've been well my whole my whole career. Uh, ever since I uh, you know, left school, I, I went out to to New York City to to work with one of those big firms, and I got tired of that and started my own business about. 12 years ago and it's just been growing like gangbusters ever since 1-800 accountant is your company and do y'all offer some kind of unique software is that what you have that's a little bit different from your competition well, what we do is we we have a combination you know we keep our prices low by relying on technology but all of our products and services come with a live accountant oh so you'll get your own accountant and we have you know we have hundreds and hundreds of accounts across the country so specialize in in, in whatever industry um our clients are in or or or, or locale uh, the you know the the locality um so yeah we're we're well stocked up with the army of accounts so right now we're offering a free um consultation on on how to navigate this new stimulus stimulus bill so if you're a small business and you want to know how you apply for these loans give us a call and we'll walk you through that for free and is that different from what you're also doing right now for people who are suffering with the coronavirus outbreak yeah, that's that's the that's what I'm talking about. Okay. The, the whole the whole new stimulus bill that that, that the house is oh, passing the, and 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 you know the, this offering to a two trillion dollar stimulus bill for small and there's four hundred billion dollars for small businesses. This is above and beyond the individual, um, you know, relief that they're providing. But for if you're a small business, then. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of loans and lo- that are that are forgiven if you use it for payroll. Um, there's a bunch of different deductions that are available. There's all kinds of tax incentives. Incentives. It's it's going to it's 1,700 pages. It's going to take a while to get our hands around the whole thing. But uh, we're offering that free service with our accounts. Our army of accounts will help anyone walk through that. Chatting with the CEO of One Eight Hundred Accountant, Mike Savage. America's accounting firm is One Eight Hundred Accountant. This is the Y'all Show. And if you'd like to reach out to us, maybe you've got a question for Mike. Hey, we welcome that. You don't have to call One Eight Hundred Accountant for that. Call us at 803-816-1170 or reach us via our Facebook chat there. And that's at the Y'all Show at Y'all Show specifically on Facebook. And I know, Mike, as a small business owner myself, I got my stuff together at the beginning of the year like I always do. And there was a little bit of a delay from my accountant as he was waiting on some software to come in because with all these new laws that went into a place or something like that, there was a lot of, I guess, a little bit of confusion and delay for people that do this stuff every day. So we've seen a lot in addition to the coronavirus. There's been a lot of changes anyway with the feds and IRS right that's right yes especially with this year this year has been very very uh wait and see you know um they didn't change the deadline until very recently but um you know at first they were saying they were gonna 
push back the penalties and interest, which means you didn't have to make the payments on time, which is huh. kind of nice. And, and now they're saying even with the local states, you could push back the sales tax deadline and and uh, everything. I mean, who knows? If things don't get better, they might even push it back further. But for now, it's July 15th, which gives us much more time, a good three months extra. But without even the coronavirus, there were still a lot of stuff that kicked in for this year that's been different from years past right because of the tax cuts and stuff that were passed by the government well that was primarily done in 2018 with the new tax uh, trump's new uh, jobs act and uh the tax cuts act that was uh that's kicked in primarily for 2018 but um you know in 2018 it was still uh pretty unknown and, and you know extremely new and so they worked out all the other kinks and and so 2019 was supposedly going to be a lot smoother and then we get hit with the coronavirus and you know that kind of slows everything down as well visiting with mike savage who's a cpa he's also the ceo of 1-800-accountant and he's generous enough to join us here as part of our southern business report on today's y'all program and i know since you come from more of the accounting background mike i want to ask you if mike savage were in control of the world right now what would you be doing to try to help get this country kick-started the right way after this virus stuff dies down i'll tell you what i was i was starting to get super concerned that they weren't going to pass the stimulus bill and i you know like like president trump said the cure could be worse than the than the than the disease and uh this economic this whole global economic pause could actually be even more harmful could cause more deaths of starvation and unrest than uh than the actual virus itself so what i would do is i would try to i would try to get people back to work by by you know obviously increasing the testing and finding out who has already had it and who has the antibodies and who who could get back to work without without spreading it or contracting it themselves I think that's what we need to do. We need to get back to work, but obviously, you know, in a careful and, 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 you know, prudent manner. I understand. What about if you had a medical or not a medical, you give, you just kind of gave us a medical answer, but what about a accountant financial answer? What's the best thing that people like Steven Mnuchin can do to get this thing going the right way now that, uh, it looks like there's at least some money coming in to help things out. Yeah, I think right now what a lot of the uh, especially small businesses need is, is a clear understanding of how this works. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they've spent enough time to really explain how um, how do how, you know how how do you apply for these loans? How do you get the money? How do you how do you make your payroll? How do you do it right now? How do you get this this cash in your hand right now? And so we have so that's why we what we've done is we've dedicated a little task force on our end to try and understand and trying to get through this 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 bill and read through it and, and understand how to how how these small businesses could get money in their bank accounts as soon as possible. Um, and so um, you know I think it's a liquidity issue uh, more than uh, more than anything else. Okay, they passed the bill now. How do now how do the small businesses get the money? That needs to be explained. With this shift now of the deadline pushed to July 15th, how does that affect a company like 1-800-ACCOUNTING, which I assume you're all set up for April 15th, and now three months later is when it's going to happen this year? Right. It it definitely uh, gives us more time. It gives us more time to, to, to you know, we're not we're not only technology slash software. We're all we're also, you know, a bunch of humans. We're, we're an accounting firm. So it gives us more time to uh, it gives the accounts more time 
to spend with, with our clients and, and do the proper planning, make sure we don't miss any deductions and to, uh, you know, do more of a thorough job. But, um, you know, it just gives us more time. It's, it's, it's nice to have the, those extra three months to, uh, we're, we're luckily set up as a virtual accounting firm. So, um, you know, other maybe more traditional accounting firms that are everyone's in the office, they don't have the technology that we have. It's more of a um, problem, but we, we were fine. Uh, April 15th or July 15th, we were ready to go because of the, our virtual nature. But what I would say if, if, if someone's expecting a refund and, and financial times are somewhat hard, uh, now is as good as time as ever to file for that refund, get money in your hands. I see. As we're visiting with Mike Savage, the CEO of 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, I have to ask, as a guy who has, has taken accounting, classing, uh, accounting classes in college and didn't make A's, I don't think, in them, so don't hold that against me, Mike. <laughs> How easy is your account, uh, 1-800-ACCOUNTANT site to navigate? As you said, you've got a, a live operator that can join us if, if you need to do that, but if you don't need the assistance, how easy is it for a novice to get through it? Oh, it's super easy. So very, very easy, very intuitive. Go to 1-800-ACCOUNTANT.COM and just hit the Get Started button. Uh, and super it, easy. It's that easy and guaranteed to not have an audit, right? That's guaranteed. And if you do, we'll, we'll represent you. We'll take care of it for you. Yeah, the audit word is something we heard a lot with the president when he was running for president. Uh, would you take his account if he ever called it 1-800-ACCOUNTANT and said, hey, I need y'all's help because I'm under audit? absolutely okay of course <laughs> that's pretty good yes. now where's your yeah, com- company we're, based? we're located on uh, all 50 states but okay. we have main offices are new york city uh we have an office in clear uh yeah, clearwater florida we have uh office in seattle but uh, austin texas um phoenix arizona utah mm-hmm. but we have uh virtual accounts in all 50 states well, with your job there as the CEO of a company that's spread out throughout the whole country, including right here in Clearwater, rough place to have a place, by the way. Uh, <laughs> how's it going with your employees with the coronavirus? It's 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 fine. You know, we 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 were set up because of our technology. We were set up to easily work from home, oh. um, and so we we have half of our army of accounts working from home anyway, and so the other the other half that happened to be in one of our physical locations they just went home logged in and uh and can can, you know service our clients as if they were right there in the office one of the benefits of being virtual virtual accounting with a human touch that is 1-800-ACCOUNTANT and you don't just have to pick up the phone and call that number you can go to the website 1-800-ACCOUNTANT.COM and as soon as you log on they're asking how they can help you out whether you need help with small business taxes bookkeeping or payroll right there click of a button but if you don't get on the computer with your name being 1-800 can you actually get a lot done by making that telephone call mike absolutely give us a call we have accountants standing by ready to answer your questions help you navigate through the stimulus bill and uh, and or answer any general just just tax questions you may have and don't call 1-800-ACCOUNTANT it's actually 1-800-222-6868 if i did dial out accountant would that get you to 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it would. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a couple extra letters. Yeah. It'll start ringing before you have to ah. have to type in the last few uh, letters there. That's pretty smart. But yeah, it definitely works. That's pretty smart. Well, when you're not accounting, which God bless you, it's a, a very noble business you're in. Something that goes back to biblical times. We we have to collect those taxes to keep things going. Mike Savage, when you're not at work and doing accounting, what else are you doing these days? That's about it. Oh, really? <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, this time of the year, this is all we're doing. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, well, I'm, as a CEO, I'm also running the business. You know, we have over 500 employees. And, and so, yeah, it keeps a lot, it keeps me pretty busy. But um, this time of the year, taxes, taxes, accounting, accounting. And when it's not this time of year, let's say it's July 16th, are you going to go to a place like Clearwater and, and take a break? I would, I, I actually, I do that from time to time. Um, yeah, def, I'll, I'll definitely get my rest and relaxation in. But uh, yeah, I have a place that actually have a place down there and here in New York, and I kind of um, go between both places depending on the weather. Not not a bad gig. And speaking <laughs> of speaking of Florida, and when it comes to taxes, of course, that's a state that does not charge a state income tax. How big of a difference is it for a company like one eight hundred accountant to deal with states like like a Florida or even a Tennessee that doesn't do that compared to some of these states that just uh, rip you off? To be honest, yeah, rip you off. Um, and then now we, the, you can only deduct ten thousand um, dollars for your property income tax for these high tax states like the ones that I live in up here in the Northeast. Um, it's uh, there. It's it's easier. Um, it's definitely better for the, our clients if they live in a no tax state. But even in no tax states, there's still some tax issues. There might be a franchise tax. There might be a um, you know property tax, sales tax, other other certain tax that are state specific that we help our clients with. One question we had for you, Mike, is if you're a small business, let's say five employees or less, just ballpark figure. What's that going to cost to sign up with a company like one eight hundred accountant? Oh, we'll, we'll we'll do your tax your tax work for six hundred bucks. Um, I think it's six ninety five is is uh is our is our annual cost to do your individual tax preparation as well as your business tax preparation. Oh, two for one, and again, you get the help of a real accountant while you're doing. Oh yeah, this. we prepare it, sign it, take you know take obviously share some of the liability to make sure we do a uh you know an aggressive but fair fair job and um and we're there year round we're not only there during tax season hmm. so you'll be able to call us at any time uh during the whole during the year and just if you don't mind is that a lot better deal i know i know what you're going to tell me but what is it that roughly for that same offer let's say if i went to the walmart accountant firm and they wanted to charge me what, what would they be likely well, to charge they they would probably they probably get you in there and say oh it's gonna be couple hundred bucks by the time you got out they'd be closer to 500 but they're not oftentimes like um specializing in small businesses so they're not aware of all the tax deductions it's very rarely if ever that we don't get um way more in our you know we don't exercise our expertise and actually get our clients much more by way of deductions that are that are even come close to our fees hmm. 
Again, it's 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, and it's not just Mike. Although, I'd love to call up that number and get you on the phone and have you do my taxes. If you can guarantee that, then sign me up today, Mike Savage. <laughs> just ask for me. Call and ask for me. They might not know, know me personally, but I'm sure they can find me. Okay. Well, you're, you're a CPA. You've got a team of certified public accountants ready to help out. So now that we've all kind of been given that extra couple of months breather and get through the virus, know that if you're kind of sitting there sweating it out oh my goodness i still got to do my taxes the relief is there and it's 1-800-ACCOUNTANTS and call the number which is 1-800-222-6868 and go to the website 1-800-ACCOUNTANT no s on the end 1-800-ACCOUNTANT.COM and mike and his team there will be happy to help you out see we're making taxes a lot less stressful you can actually enjoy your life if you get a a service like what mike has to offer mike thank you for coming on today's y'all show it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and good luck with the next couple of months and go have a good time in clear water when it's all said and done you got it thanks for having me stay safe all right mike savage ceo of 1-800 accountant and that wraps up our southern business report here on today's y'all show more of the show that's all about the south is coming right up do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm doing all the right things, drinking plenty of water, eating right, exercising. But month after month, my constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating keep coming back. Irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC, affects 13 million Americans. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. This is the Y'all Show, wrapping up this first hour. And right now, we're going to wrap up this first hour of the first show of the week with hashtag Hullabaloo. This is where we go on social media. And lordy, lordy, 
we find some of the most informative, sometimes the most unusual, sometimes the most ridiculous, and we mix it all up in our little crock pot, and out comes hashtag hullabaloo with your host, John Rawl. This is The Y'all Show. If you want to connect, our website is y'all.com. Y'all is the ultimate guide to the South. And up first on our hashtag hullabaloo today is at Lesbaterian. I've seen a lot of handles in my name. I've never seen Lesbaterian. I guess she's a lesbian and a Presbyterian, and you combine the two, and you get the Twitter handle Lesbaterian. Her name's also Courtney, and she's a writer, and she is 25 years young, and she writes, uh, apparently my friend got something from Walmart, and there was a hillbilly busker band out front who said, thank you, ma'am, for coming out and not believing this hashtag coronavirus hashtag the south well 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 lesbaterian first of all i'm not sure where you're located but uh you went out you braved the elements maybe you had a shelter at home stay at home order and you didn't listen and you went to walmart but i will have to tell you that you just used a word and i'm a guy who likes to know what words are in this here language we call english and you use the word busker and i'm sorry i'm not familiar with that word so let's learn what busker is everybody busker a person who performs music or other entertainment in the street or another public place for monetary donations okay i would call him a street musician but uh, i guess there's a word called busker so you learn something every day in case y'all already knew that forgive me for being such a doofus when it comes to the ang- the king's english i apologize but again her tweet she didn't seem too happy about having a busker, a person out performing music for monetary donations. As she said, apparently my friend got something from Walmart and there was a hillbilly busker band out front who said, thank you, man, for coming out and not believing this. I guess essentially making a point that some people don't believe this thing is as, is as bad as it is. It is kind of bad. I mean, when we lose people like Joe Diffie, that's for those of us here in the South, that's, that's pretty hard. And we've lost a lot of other great people. And unfortunately we might lose more so i'm not going to pick on you for being a little bit smart aleck about this band but it could have been just a really good band not necessarily hillbilly watch 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 what you see there lesbaterian up next is todd enzo j abley and his handle is at the masterpiece and he writes my cuss curse my curse cuss or curse however you want to say it for forever will be bless your heart hashtag the south hashtag y'all all right so bless your heart i guess todd enzo likes the word or likes the phrase bless your heart and it's his curse forever as he writes on twitter this week hey maybe it is and if it is todd uh, bless your heart m patchant is on twitter at voice of the south i love that at voice of da south a recording artist and a writer and here's what she writes and i've got to clean it up because at voice of the south has kind of a ugly voice at times okay so i'll do my best to censor this out as voice of the south is it's she's a female she writes now Well, let me actually start with the response. She's responding to another Twitter account called Kiki2Kashi. All K's there. Kiki2Kashi, who wrote, Y'all mamas used to make y'all stand in the corner on one leg with y'all arms out. 
might want to send that one up to the grammar police if you get a chance there kiki yeah that's what kiki wrote so again voice of the south responded that by saying no i'm from the south where we had the privilege of picking out our own switches to get our <clears throat> arse tore up with if you choose one too small we then have the privilege of our mom granny picking three and braiding them together to really mess our arse up and it wasn't quite the way she wrote it but what she does bring to mind is for many of us and let's all get a a a poll going here a virtual poll we're all into virtual stuff these days raise your hand if you've ever had a good switch spanking a good switch spanking and i i've had one and come to think of it i've had them but it was a little bit of a challenge at least where i grew up specifically where i grew up my actual land because we didn't have anything but pine trees and uh good news about pine trees you can't really pop somebody with a pine tree limb <laughs> they're they, they don't have quite the the pizzazz that let's say an oak tree or some other kind of hardwood would have and that's something i need to talk to jerry short about maybe we'll have a moment to ask him an hour or two he's a tree expert but yeah pine trees aren't conducive to good switch switching switch punishment and so maybe voice of the south you lived in an area with some hardwood trees and you know what it meant to get a good uh good good switch switch and and frankly i think i got one of my switches now that i i think back was from my granny my mother's mother and then she lived in an area that had oak trees and i'm pretty sure that that i remember this sweet grandmother i must have done something and i got me a good switch discipline there and now that i think about it it's a good story good memory for me maybe not quite so good for some of you some of you for those of us or for those of you who did not grow up with a lot of pine trees around you and you had oak trees galore and other types of hardwood trees you might have got a lot of switch beatings and i hope that they weren't too hard on you okay take it take it easy on you up next is just great at just great tv and this person is a motion designer a web designer a graphic designer video editor and more just great i love it just great writes on twitter i feel like everyone in the south thinks quarantine means let's all go to the hardware stores and get things to fix up our house and yard hashtag just southern things thank you just great how many of you in the last two weeks have gone to a lowe's home depot maybe your local hardware store perhaps you've gone to an ace or to even wally world and bought things to do some home improvement a lot of you have i I know because i've seen the stuff pop up on facebook i've seen people where they've gone in and i I saw some of that a classmate of mine the other day had this wonderful garage and he only shared the photo after he had gone in and done some improvement there i don't know what it looked like before probably too embarrassing to even put up on social media but boy they were pretty proud of the fact that they've had the time that they never expected to have to go in and do this kind of home improvement so there is one positive if there's going to be a positive from coronavirus a lot of people having time that they never thought they'd have to do things like clean and organize and honestly 
I actually did that for about 20 minutes over the weekend myself. I was actually, I was forced to do this. I was looking for something that was in my house and I couldn't find it. And so I did go in an area that I hadn't been in recently and, and threw a few things away. But for those of you who are in the middle of a big project right now and you're into this, we wish you the best. And just do us one little small favor while you're out there hammering and and sawing and all the other stuff, maybe painting. Keep the y'all show and y'all dot com in mind, will you? Let let us kind of get you through this, and and we give you two hours a day of companionship while you're out quarantined and doing great work in your house or maybe even your office. We're helping you get through all this. This is the Y'all Show. That wraps up our first hour. Thank y'all for the great social media interaction. When we come back in hour two, we're going to take a quick look at the weekend sports headlines. Yes, we don't have sports happening on fields and in stadiums, but we still have sports news. We'll go through what's happened here in the last couple of days as part of our recap. Also in hour two, our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, is going to be dropping by. So stay tuned for all the fun on this here Y'all Show. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Back into the Y'all Show, another hour of the program that covers everything Southern. And Jerry Short, who's pretty darn Southern, is going to be on with us in the very next segment. He is our Takapola storyteller, and we'll talk to him about what's going on, how Takapolians are making it through these, these crazy times we find ourselves in. And we'll also get his take on the passage of country music star Joe Diffie dying on Sunday at the age of 61 from the coronavirus. A personal loss for me as someone who loved and worked with country music stars back in the 1990s like Joe Diffie. A tough one, and I'll walk through that with Joe with Jerry Short about Joe Diffie in the next segment. 
We start out this hour of the Y'all Show. 803-816-1170 is how you can connect to us. We start out with a look at sports happenings as the arenas and the fields and fairways of all the all the southern sports that would be playing right now have been shuttered but we start out with sad news this is a coronavirus story former lsu and denver Bronco wide receiver orlando mcdaniel has died from the coronavirus as he was 59 years old he fell ill after going to washington dc to visit a family member and he passed away he was from shreveport louisiana and played high school there at Lake Charles High School. In, uh, well, he was from Shreveport, played at Lake Charles, which is not Shreveport, just a couple hours away south of Shreveport. At LSU, he caught 64 passes for nearly 1,200 yards back in the late 70s and early 80s. He, in 1981, averaged 17.5 yards per catch, which ranked second in the SEC, and then went on to be a wide receiver for the Denver Broncos of the early 80s. Orlando McDaniel of LSU, who also, I think, was part of the track team there at LSU, in addition to the football team, passing away at the age of 59 from coronavirus symptoms. Another passage that has a connection to the state of Louisiana, Bobby Bear Sr., the father of the former New Orleans Saint quarterback and Atlanta Falcon quarterback, Bobby Bear Jr., Bobby Bear Sr., passing away as a latest victim in louisiana from the coronavirus he was a louisiana native and he was 81 years old he had tested positive for the virus and his his son who works at wwl radio in new orleans let everybody know that his father had passed away and even his grandson t-bob a bird a bear rather uh, put out a, a sweet message about how his grandfather loved lsu and loved him as t-bob a the grandson of this uh, this bobby a played at lsu for several years and was a very good football player for the bayou Bengals. but again the father of bobby a the old saints and falcons quarterback bobby a senior passing away at 81 after testing positive for the coronavirus to try to make things a little bit somewhat back to normal Paul Feinbaum is going to be back on television. He's been away for two weeks, so if you need a good SEC fix, tune in to the SEC Network on this Monday, and you won't be able to see Paul Feinbaum. He actually has been broadcasting since he went off the air when everything kind of spun out of control with the SEC basketball tournament a couple weeks back. He's been doing his radio show on ESPN Radio and on affiliates across the South, but this show today on the SEC Network will only be audio only so you'll essentially you'll see a image of paul feinbaum but you won't see him live in person you'll only get the audio version as paul fine feinbaum over the weekend told al.com that this has been the most challenging crisis i've faced as a host every day is different and the uncertainty around the corner is daunting however i am encouraged by the resolve of so many who are contributing in every facet of life it's scary and unsettling, and often during the last two weeks, I've found myself down in delusion, disillusion, disoriented, and depressed. But his show has been somewhat therapeutic, he says. The audience had passed along hope and optimism and a healthy dose of spirit and faith. I have never felt more fortunate or blessed to have this job, to have something to do every day, to be able to interact with friends, and especially the audience paul feinbaum back on the sec network today and i i know that's got to be good news if you're at the sec network which has pretty much been just like all the other sports networks 
running a, a whole litany of old programs and games and more and so some fresh meat coming in even though it's audio only coming from paul feinball paul paul needs to find out how he can do like al roker and broadcast from his house with an iphone and we're doing that right here on the y'all show by the way you can go to our y'all show page on youtube just search the y'all show and you'll see our video interviews that we're doing here and have been doing for some time and i'm rather proud of it looks really good also our video interviews are mixed up with everything else at y'all.com look for the y'all tv interviews and in fact on on this show here today the monday edition hour one we had mike savage ceo of 1-800 accountant on and you can go watch that interview right now at y'all.com as well as watch it on our facebook or rather our yeah we have a facebook page you can watch it see we got so many options we have facebook page the y'all show and you can find it right there and watch it as well as on youtube look for y'all show on youtube and you'll see that video interview of mike savage one in hundred account and we've got other interviews coming up in fact let me go ahead and plug our interviews on tuesday's y'all show to help understand what's going on with covid19 we're going to have a special guest microbiologist dr dean hart will be on and he'll be on as part of our coronavirus coverage in the first hour of the tuesday y'all show and coming up wednesday we got precious harris she'll weigh in on the passage of joe diffie to coronavirus and on thursday a very special guest joining us from the panhandle of florida sean dietrich who's also known as sean of the south he's an author he's a columnist he's a podcaster he's a barbecue judge and a really cool guy and sean of the south is going to be on with us he's got a new book that's coming out will the circle be unbroken and he'll talk about that and a whole lot more about his southern humor and wisdom sean of the south will be on thursday y'all show so we've got plenty of great entertainment coming for you right here on the show that's all about the south now to some college basketball news the georgia southern eagles have hired texas tech assistant coach brian berg as the new coach this was announced here at the statesboro school athletic director jared benko said that they're thrilled that brian berg is the next coach of the sunbelt conference school the commitment to the comprehensive development of the student athletes on and off the court resonated with the search committee also it probably doesn't hurt that this man brian berg was part of a texas tech team that went and played for the national championship in 2019 and lost a heartbreaker to the virginia cavaliers and he had spent some time in the past for the campbell camels as well as north carolina central and the little rock trojans now berg replaces mark byington who was hired at james madison back on march 20th byington had been georgia southern's their head coach there in statesboro in the borough for seven seasons but now the eagles of gsu have luke bryan university also known as that uh, and cole swindell university he reps that georgia southern hat all the time they've got them a new basketball coach in brian berg a message about kentucky wildcat basketball freshman johnny juzang says he's going to transfer out of the program he announced this friday as he officially entered the transfer portal he was a freshman again for the cats in the 2019 2020 season and he's a six foot six wing from los angeles and he's going to be moving on taking his talent not to the nba which is usually the case for the youngsters in lexington now that they've made the freshman stick around i think for two years he can't exactly head right to the nba but johnny juzang no longer will be part of big blue nation 
Another update coming from the University of Georgia as a player for the Bulldogs junior forward, Rayshon Hammond, says he's entering the NBA draft while still protecting his college eligibility. He's a six foot nine, two hundred thirty pound, thirty five pound player, averaged just shy of thirteen points while leading Georgia with seven point four rebounds per game. Now he was second in the team in scoring behind freshman Anthony Edwards, who's also entered the NBA draft. Edwards, remember if you go back last year, he was the number one prospect coming out of high school, and he was from Georgia. Chose to stay in state and play for Coach Tom Crean at UGA. But now Tom Crean's going to have some big shoes to fill, literally. Now that he's seen two of his players, including most recently junior forward Rayshon Hammonds heading on to the NBA, assuming Hammonds doesn't change his mind, because at least he says he wants to protect his college eligibility, should he decide here later that he wants to stay in the Classic City. More college basketball news. This comes to us from the Capstone, as Alabama has lured a very, very good basketball prospect. This guy's so good, he's not even in America. He's from north of the border. Josh Primo has committed to Alabama. He told Coach Nate Oates about his decision on Friday. He said the six foot five Canadian guard with a six foot nine or six nine wingspan a pretty impressive thing on the hard court that he's grateful that schools had recruited him during the process i'm excited to say that this fall i will be attending the university of alabama roll tide primo is 17 he emerged as one of the top international prospects in his age group at the nba's basketball without borders global camp which was held during the all-star weekend in february and here is this guy heading south, not only across the border, assuming he can get past it here because of the virus, but ultimately he'll be playing his college basketball for Nate Oates and the resurgent Crimson Tide basketball team, a program that just with a little bit of luck and a couple of wins could have punched their ticket to the March Madness had that thing been held. They were really on the borderline, but the SEC tournament could have done them a lot of good if they'd had a chance to to keep going in that sad news from the world of baseball jimmy Wynn, a houston astro slugger from back in the 60s and 70s who earned the nickname the toy cannon he's died at the age of 78 the three-time all-star outfielder died thursday of last week in houston he was at just five foot nine of age but he had quite a power he hit more than 30 home runs twice in a season with the astros including in 1967 this guy jimmy Wynn hit 37 home runs in the pitcher-friendly Astrodome. So maybe that's the reason that he had a chance to knock out so many of those home runs there in Houston. Of course, he may have been a Colt 45. Yeah, he was with the Colt 45s before they got rebranded the Houston Astros. He spent 11 seasons for the Colt 45s slash Astros. And then the Astros ended up... uh, parting ways with him and he went on to play for the la dodgers the atlanta braves milwaukee brewers and new york yankees he played in the majors 15 years he was a cincinnati native born in 1942 and again forever connected to the city of houston as a houston astros slugger jimmy wind who's passed away at the age of 78 and finally in the world of golf we take you and this is unfortunate news this is the worst of news and we know that this guy and his family will rebound, but a tough thing regardless. Davis Love III, a great golfer from North Carolina originally, lost his house over the weekend 
as it went up in flames on St. Simon's Island. Luckily, no one was hurt in this blaze. It happened early in the morning. No injuries. Davis Love, a two-time Ryder Cup captain and a major championship winner who had this house on the coastal coast of Georgia. He and his wife, Robin, were at home when the fire started, but were able to escape. And Davis Love put out a statement, said, while everyone in our family is saddened at the loss of our house, and it was filled with so much laughter and incredible memories, we're very blessed that everyone is safe and unharmed. We're very thankful to the first responders who made a valiant effort to save our home, and we're keeping things in perspective as people across our community and around the world are struggling with the current unprecedented health crisis. Glenn County Fire and Rescue responded to this 911 call at 518 in the morning on Friday of last week, and they were on the scene within six minutes, and the 55-year-old golfer and his wife had their house go up in flames. Davis Love, a 21-time winner on the PGA Tour, he one of those wins included the PGA Championship of 1997, and a guy who's won at Harbortown a couple of times, and as a Ryder Cup captain in 2012 and 2016, was able to win. He was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame back in 2017. So, unfortunate for he and Rob and his wife to lose this great house there at St. Simon's Island. But we think that they'll uh, able to rebuild. And most importantly, as he, he says, he's keeping it in perspective, realizing that nobody was hurt. And we got... Sadly, a lot bigger things to be worried about in our world right now. But, yeah, we still have tragedy. We still lose houses. We still have natural disasters, tornadoes like we saw in Jonesboro, Arkansas this past weekend. And people having accidents of all kinds and deaths of all kinds unrelated to coronavirus. We just have to keep keep trucking and do our best. And we'll get through this together. That's That's the big word that we all have to remember. Together we will prevail. Best to look to the Love family as they rebound from this house fire. And that will look back, that will wrap up our look back at all things sports from the last couple of days here as we have this weekend sports review to start out our y'all week. When we come back, we're going to go right to the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short. He's standing by, and we'll have all the information coming from Takapola US of A. And that report from our storyteller is up next on this The Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. 
Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Allergan Pharmaceuticals and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The only thing I see ahead is just the heat arising off the road. The rainbows I've been chasing keep on fading before I find my pot of gold. And more and more I'm thinking That the only treasures that I'll ever know Are long ago and far behind Wrapped up in my memories of home Home was a swimming hole and a fishing pole And the feel of a muddy road between my toes Home was a back porch swing where I would sit And mom would sing amazing grace While she hung out the clothes 1990, the year for that number one from Joe Diffie, Home. The song that got him going on a great country music career. And we lost Joe on Sunday. The Grand Ole Opry star, Tulsa native, passed away at the age of 61 due to coronavirus and our thoughts go out this is our y'all show i'm john rawl we now bring in our takapola storyteller jerry short into the program and jerry we're gonna pretty much as most every broadcast these days does you can't escape coronavirus and my goodness when it's taking out great country music stars like joe diffie it's something you just can't ignore and we're not doing that Joe Diffie, a multi-platinum selling country music star, Grammy Award winner, and he, to my knowledge, is the biggest star to succumb to the coronavirus. You know, I didn't know about it till you just mentioned it. And where was he living? He was in the Nashville area, and J- uh, Joe is a guy who had a bunch of hits in the '90s and had some mild success in the 2000s decade. Had been touring a lot here lately. Here's a guy who still was pretty active and it was very beloved in fact he kind of got a a little bit of a kickstart about seven eight years ago if if even that long ago jason jason aldean who's a really big country music singer of today he came out with a song called joe diffie and so that kind of introduced a whole new generation to who the heck joe diffie is and was 61 pretty young and uh, was he self quarantined at home, or was he? There was a release put out by his publicist. I got it on Friday. Uh, his uh, his publicist, a guy I've worked with before, Scott Atkins, sent out a public a public relations release about him having been tested positive, and then within two hours or within two days, he passes away at age sixty one. Wonder if he had any other problems 
that uh, kind of make it a lot worse on the virus. I'm not aware of any. I am not aware yeah. of any. I know Joe had a good life. He, he had a fun life. What I mean by that is a buddy of mine, I think two years ago, went to see him in concert and said, man, he was drunk. <laughs> well, might have had something to do with the lungs or something. It, it could have, but we don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's 61, and 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 you're allowed to have a, a couple of drinks, and I can't prove if he was drunk or not. I'll say, I know I'd recently heard an interview Joe Diffie did, and he sounded perfectly fine, very upbeat. I think he's got him a fairly new wife, and he was excited about that. And my personal story with Joe Diffie is a really – this is – I'm only even relaying this to everybody because it's really a statement about him because I interviewed a lot of people in my past life working in country music in Nashville, working with yeah. CMT, and then I worked with Crook and & Chase and more, and – in the mid-90s, Joe Diffie was about as big a star as there was in country music. And I interviewed people every day, country stars every day. They'd come to my office. I'd go to their office. I'd go to their tour buses and more. And I didn't expect these people to really remember me because, remember, I was maybe spending yeah. 10, 15 minutes interviewing them. But they had probably 100 people a day coming up wanting an autograph or a picture or okay. another interview. Or interviews or whatever. and stuff all the time. And here I was, a 20-something year old punk kid that they didn't need to pay too much attention to me joe diffie was the only country music singer that i ever saw out in public who actually took the time to not only come over and say hello to me he actually said hey john how you doing he's the only one that i ever actually can give the the compliment that he remembered me by name and did that and Hmm. that's why I think Joe Deffy is one of the coolest singers we've ever had because of that. Plus, he had some great songs. Now, you you probably aren't as big as me on the country music front, Jerry. You you like? Well, I mean, I'm better than I was growing up. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. But even if you're not all that familiar with Joe Diffie's songs, let me give you a few of the song titles and see if they e a either a sound familiar or b you just might relate to the song title because it's a it, you kind of can tell where where it's going with that. His first song, the one we played to start out this segment, was in 1990, Home, Joe Diffie. And it's just like you would think. It's a song about home. And what year? 1990. It was a number one. It was his first song. It went straight to number one from the album A Thousand Winding Roads on Epic Records. And that one was one of his big ones. Another one, that, yeah. another one from that same album that was a big hit for him, also a number one. This one's got a fun title. If the devil danced in empty pockets, he'd have a ball in mine. Yeah, well, that'd probably be mine, too. <laughs> but, uh, I, no, I need to hear that song because yeah. that may be getting close to home. Yeah, and but, the, the uh, last song from that album, New Way to Light Up an Old Flame. And that's a good one. A new you're looking for a new way to light up an old flame. An old flame, and I, that's that's kind of a <laughs> oxymoron. I just, I don't know if I want to light up an old flame. <laughs> I might catch on fire, but uh, I don't know. That's you know, like you said though. You know, I appreciate country music now a heck of a lot more yeah. than when I was growing up, and I, uh, because. You know, there was like Hank Snows, and and they were those kind of people that we really didn't get into very much. You know, as a kid, 
one of the uh, top jokes that we would have, like in the 50s. Hey, did you hear Hank Snow die? No, what happened to him? Oh, he froze to death. <laughs> and then we just all laugh like that's the funniest thing in the world, you know. But that was about our, that was about as close as we got coming up through the 50s and 60s to country music in, in my my circle. Sure. And Hank Snow, of course, with a connection to Elvis, they were both on RCA records. Hank Snow uh-huh. was probably the biggest star RCA had prior to Elvis coming over from oh, Sun Records. I mean, there's at least a couple pictures I've seen with Hank Snow and Elvis together alongside, I guess, Chet Atkins would have been in there since he ran RCA. Is Hank Snow that little short guy? Yeah, from Nova Scotia. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Which you got to give him credit. Hank Snow was the American singer that brought forth the song in the 60s is when this one came out, I've Been Everywhere. and Yeah, I remember that, and where he mentions all the towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because Hank I Snow. always wanted to hit every one of those towns. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You got to give Hank credit for that one, because who in the world could even rem- remember that song? And they didn't have, Oh, I know. I'm sure the, the ways to cheat on lyrics back in those days. Another Joe Diffie song, Is It Cold In Here? Or is it just you? That was a big hit for him in 1991. And then we'll move on to some more of the songs Joe Diffie, probably more people familiar with. Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox If I Die, one of our great jukebox songs. I think I've heard that from somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, that was Joe Diffie, Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox If I Die. And then he had out this one for all of our good farmers of the world, John Deere Green. Oh, wait a minute now. That was the one that I thought was just... A little bit too corny for me, but uh, at the time. No, it was a good song. John Deere Green. And then this next song was so good, they ended up naming an NBC comedy series after it, Third Rock from the Sun. That was a good one. Number one. I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. I've never even seen the uh, television show. And then another one. And this one's called Pickup Man, a number one song in 1994. In fact, I got a text on Sunday from my college roommate with no other message than, didn't he have an eight-foot bed that never had to be made? Yes, that's what... Wait a minute now. Are you talking about a pickup truck or a pickup... <laughs> yeah. well, the song's called Pickup Man, and in the song, there's a lyric that says, I got an eight eight-foot bed that never has to be made. And oh. I think you can relate to having a pickup bed as a yeah, I, I as, a, as like the bed. Clinton in an El Camino. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, so you never that I you know this is not funny, but that uh, I was at basic training in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, in maybe sixty five or six six sixty six, I think maybe. But uh, I won the PT test. Can you believe it? I couldn't. I couldn't get around the house now in an hour and a half, but uh, I got a weekend off, and my wife flew up. We hadn't been married, but just a little while. So she flew up, and I picked her up at the well. I, uh, I was at the Nashville airport, and uh, I had to use a taxi. And they had limousines that went by the Opry, Grand Ole Opry, uh-huh. and we were loaded up in that limousine when we left. Uh, and she was like me. Now she was used to all the rock and roll singers and everything that we grew up with in the late fifties and the early sixties. But we're passing in front of the, uh, auditorium, uh, uh opera house. Robin. And yeah. And she said, and we're in the back of this 
we were going to stay. They didn't have hotels everywhere then. I had a room booked at the Andrew Jackson Hotel downtown Nashville. And I don't know if it's still there. It's probably not because I don't even think it had central units. It, the window was up. But as we were, we passed by the Opera House and, and the guy driving the, uh, it was kind of like a sightseeing bus type thing. He said, uh, we were in the back. He said, and to our right is the, uh, uh, what's the name of it? The, uh, what did they call the original Opera House? Uh, Ryman Auditorium. Ryman Auditorium, yeah. He said, to the right of it is Ryman Auditorium. And then my wife said out loud, you know, and she was pregnant at the time. And uh, so maybe that's the reason. But she said, my gosh, who would want to come see that or come here for that? <laughs> and you talking about some people in that in that tear bus thing that turned around and gave us some uh, really, really bad looks. I told her, I said, would you please, huh? That's what all these people are in Nashville for. Every one of them come to see that. They probably got tickets for that tonight. And uh, don't say that, but uh, she had made it really clear that, you know, we were rock and roll people. (laughs) But as the time went on, you know, and growing up, my daddy would be like Hank Williams, and and he'd be singing. Then they one there walking the floor over you, and all yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's uh, Ernest Tubb there. Or that who did it? My daddy would sing it sometime when we would be going to the farm and and working, and and he would drive me crazy. I'd want to jump out of open the door and jump out of, on the ground because I wanted to hear uh, Ricky Nelson or. Somebody like that. But anyway. Too cool uh, for country, Jerry Short. I'm sorry. Well, not now. Hey, not now. Now, once Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell sisters and uh, and I kind of, I was more into the, the women country, but I got pretty dang involved in some of the, you know, Dolly Parton and all that. You know, I, I, I like the way she sang. And, and Loretta Lynn, I got where I like, I went to Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty concert. And uh, the neighbors bought us the tickets, but we went and it wasn't bad. And uh, so I kind of, I kind of got where I liked them. There's a lot of them, you know, that you don't know if they're country or, you know, but about the time it was changing over from rockabilly to country to whatever. And uh, it was like, uh, was that Murray woman, Snowbird, and all that? Anne Murray. Anne Murray. She's in Canada, wasn't she? Yeah. But, you know, those kind of songs in downtown, who sang that? That was uh, that was kind of country. And so, we can, you know, I, I started coming around. So, I'm a lot more around now than, you know, I enjoy it. I can't think of anything modern mm-hmm. except uh, country. But I did like the country music sound in the seventies, probably more. What would you consider Sonny and Cher? I went to one of their concerts. That was not country, as we say, country music fans like myself. That ain't country. Okay, I went to one of their concerts. You're a hippie, is what you are, Jerry Shore. Hey, I want to close out our talk with Joe Diffie with one other passage 
from the Grand Ole Opry family from this past weekend. And she was a star of the 1960s. Jan Howard passed away at the age of 91, a longtime Grand Ole Opry member, I think, for about 50 years she had appeared on the opera i used to see her there i'm not very familiar with her song she really only had about one song even hit the top 10 in country radio the thing i remember about jan howard was the fact that she was the mother of a gi killed in the vietnam war her son jimmy was killed in the 1960s so for his mother in the 1990s when i saw her performing on the stage it was always bittersweet to see her out there thinking that golly this woman lost a son in a war i know and then she still came on and entertained and went through it and and what she had lost was bigger than we'll ever know mm-hmm. so uh you know kudos to her and, and people like her and i didn't remember her uh when you mentioned her name 1966 but, uh, she had the top five song evil on your mind from jan howard evil on your mind you know, you can think back of a lot. Like uh, there was a Jody, somebody that I liked, and mm-hmm. there was some woman from Blanchard, Oklahoma, that I liked, and you know, it was just. But I didn't really, you know, you'd hear a song or two, and I liked uh, El Paso. Oh yeah, Marty Robbins. Yeah, you know, I like Marty Robbins music, and then I got where it was. Uh, I got where I kind of like Buck Owens a little bit. Yeah. And so I'm not I'm not as uh, bad as you would think. Well, Tiger Poets should be all country. It should be. I don't know. But they, they got know. a couple of rebels like you evidently running around. We well, remember Elvis both. Is from that area, so. We remember both Jan Howard and Joe Diffie, Grand Ole Opry members who passed away this past weekend. We've got more to talk about with Jerry Short. Stand by after the break. This coronavirus is bringing out the worst in of us. Last week, we had Jerry on talking about how people are abusing food stamps. Well, we have an update that's even worse than that that we'll share with you after this break. This is The Y'all Show. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Final segment of this Monday edition, talking with our Taco Polo storyteller, Jerry Shorts, and coronavirus on our mind, and it continues to be on our mind even in this segment, Jerry, as last week on the show, you were on with us talking about how you have seen with your own eyes, I've seen it as well, people abusing food stamps and buying things they shouldn't be buying and buying in bulk things they shouldn't be buying, and unfortunately, in the week that we reported on that, now a week later... 
more bad news from some yeah. of us, some of those amongst us who are really being knuckleheads, and you have firsthand experience with this. Well, you know, it's it's something that you thought might happen. People are getting, you know, they're getting cabin fever or they don't want to be inside. A lot of school-age kids, uh, like I told you, I'd been quarantined for four months. But I, I I couldn't get out. I didn't feel like it. But uh, a lot of people are out now, and they're doing a few things that uh, just is really not kosher. And and I can relate to some things that uh, happened inside my family in the last two or three days, where some of these uh, and the police say that a lot of them are under 18, they're juvenile, and they're starting to uh, break in places, break in automobiles, going through people's yards. And uh, the person I'm talking about has got cameras on his house, and he's got lights on his house, motion lights. And uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning, the lights went off, and somebody was just casually in the back when the light went off, but then they ran down the driveway and ran to the street. Well, I told this person that I said, you know, that's not going to be the last time you need to, you know, be alert because things are starting to pick up because I'd heard where a pawn shop, it had a lot of guns in it had been broken into in this particular town, not where I am right now, town not too far from me. And, uh, they had gotten about 38 weapons out. And then there was a, another a computer store at the intersection of two main highways downtown that they broke the front plate glass window out and went in there and got a, uh, yeah, some phones and some stuff of that nature. So, uh, you know, you could tell that Things were starting to, and all this was happening in like a week's time. And I guess we've been out of school now for how long? Three weeks, maybe? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's going to get a little bit worse, I'm worried about, because they caught just uh, last night, they returned to the scene of the almost crime. And uh, it was, we were having a thunderstorm, and it was lightning and raining, and the camera was work on this house and the stuff didn't work exactly right this is your son's uh, house yeah and so i'm getting it firsthand and so anyway it didn't work exactly right and it was lightning and thundering and it usually makes a noise when the cameras go off that he could hear inside and this was at about midnight 11 30 to midnight to one o'clock and uh the next morning he checked his uh videos and it was four different ones in in his backyard now they the his pickup his they have four vehicles at his house his two sons have a vehicle his wife's got a car and he's got a pickup and the pickup he usually parks it at the furthest distance from the house okay so they got in it Looked like they were looking for a gun or something like that. They just uh, tore, tore the inside to pick up all the pieces going through looking for stuff like that. And uh, 
but they didn't get anything. So they were they had umbrellas. Now why do they do umbrellas? They do umbrellas because they can point that over their cover their face without a mask and point it at the camera. And they knew to do that. And these are juveniles. They knew to do that. But they went they took their time just like they were at their own home on these videos. Breaking they're walking they were way they're walking with an umbrella So they go three houses down and they're at that house. And the police uh had gotten a call from somebody. They came in on bicycles. Can you believe this? They rode their bicycles. They left a, a guard, posted a guard, and uh, he, he was on a bicycle. And the other three were on bicycles. And they carried these umbrellas, and they opened them when they would go around these houses because that blocks your face from the cameras. So they were doing that, and uh, the cops noticed that the doors were open on this particular car to another house. And they stopped and rang the doorbell and asked the person inside, you don't leave your doors open, do you? At what time are we talking about? We're talking around 1230. At night. uh, At night. Sunday morning. It'd be Sunday morning, maybe 1 o'clock. And by the time it was all said and done. But um, uh, while they were talking, they said, well, let's walk around the house. And when they went around the car, two of these juveniles... And I'm calling them juveniles because they actually captured three of them. But the lookout got away, and they were juveniles. But And they had guns on their body. They actually had guns on their body. And I don't know if these were the matching guns out of their pawn shop or whatever, but they still had guns. You're, re- you're referencing a, another incident in that same town where a pawn same shop had town. how many guns stolen? 38. 38 guns stolen here last guns. week? Last week. Okay. And uh, like I said, another place was also broken into. So uh, they, they they was able to run these down. It was hiding behind the house. They were hiding in the house, in the shrubbery, between that and the house. Well, the cops ran them down. But it, it looks like that the most severe punishment that any of these uh, younger people, and, you know, they could have been 18 years old and being in the ninth grade this day and time. And uh, so anyway, they say that uh, probably uh, go before a judge, probably do community service since they're minors. So many hours of community service. Now, when I was coming up, I had people that I knew that were sent to Oakley Training School down in Jones County for Reform School, as some like to refer to, for a heck of a lot less. Yeah. And, you know, maybe just a, a fist fight that somebody didn't want to be involved in, they would send them like that. But uh, this thing, uh, John, it's kind of worrisome. If we're only in our third week, and this could break out, and he, after three more weeks of this, and they're on the streets at night, if they don't, and I'm not for all this curfew lockdown, because we had that when we had to ride at Ole Miss. And it's really, it was 6 o'clock at night, 
until six o'clock in the morning, you could not step out of your door. So that is really inconvenient, but it, it may come to that if crime goes along with the virus. Well, the reason that we're seeing this, and I think one of the reasons you're bringing up to us, we're talking with our Takapola storyteller, Jer- Jerry Short, wrapping up this Monday edition. These people, whether they're young or not, they're in their houses, if they're a student at least, they're in their house with nothing to do, maybe not even a parent around. Their buddies are able to communicate with them on their social media options. And what else they got to do? And coupled with that, the fact that a lot of law enforcement's already come out and said, we're not worried about some of our crimes in this community right now. We got bigger things to be worried about. Well, look what they did in New York. The New York uh, mayor is uh, proud that they released 200 one day this last week. And I understand they've already arrested a percentage of that 200 that they put on the street to keep them from being in jail and spreading the virus among their self in jail. And then I saw an interview with a uh, police detective in New York. It said, a lot of these people that they released are sex offenders. They'll have to go out and they'll have to sign up as a sex offender living here. A lot of them have uh, have got uh, it's a few felonies involved in them. Everybody's not a misdemeanor that they release, mm-hmm. and they're starting to already get a few of them. So that's New York City. I know they've really got it bad in New York City, but why would you let? That many people out of a confinement jail and put them in a confinement hospital if they come down with the virus, you know, none of that makes any sense. Mm. And all that's going to do is create more and more of what we're talking about. Well, we're not trying to put a big scare into you. We're just trying to let everybody know to be extra careful. We've got some bad people out here right now with nothing better to do than go around creating problems. So do your part as a a Southerner to protect your home, your automobile, and don't leave things in automobiles with these people roaming around with no agenda. Well, I I, I called my uh, daughter last night. And I told her what happened to uh, my son. He didn't. He didn't call her because his wife really didn't want it all on 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 internet because they may be looking around town and you know you know how people hack in and, and get all that. But anyway, my daughter has got a fence. She's got three acres in a in a house, big house in a in town, and she told me that uh, a couple of weeks ago that there was two kids, she couldn't tell what they were, early in the morning, and uh, she was going to work at, she goes at 9, her husband goes at 7.30, but they works together in the same type of business. But anyway, she saw two climbing up. They have locked automatic gates, Uh and they were climbing up on the brick columns, looking in. And she got scared and panicked and called her husband, and he came and found them. Really? And they were 14 years old, and they said that they just wanted to climb up on those columns and look at that house. Now, you know, he could say anything, do anything, but that might have been what the intentions were this time. 
will that be next time? Mm. And I, like you said earlier, I'm not trying to scare anybody. And I wasn't trying to scare my daughter. I just told her to be aware yeah. of what might happen and to check that that fence around that house. It's, it's, it's part wood and it's part iron. And uh, at the very back, it might be a spot that, because uh, it's, it's such a big area that you might not even have gone down in there. It may be a way just to walk in you in there now. Yeah. Jared, so, we, we got to skedaddle. Thank you for bringing this to our our knowledge and letting us be aware of one more thing to be worried about right now in this time we live in. But just be cautious. Yeah, know? be cautious. Be cautious. Yeah. Jerry Short, thank you, sir, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, man. And that wraps up our Monday, y'all. Make sure you tune in on when, or rather Tuesday. We'll have a very exciting show. Microbiologist Dr. Dean Hart is going to be calling in, and he's got something to say about the coronavirus as we have our continuing coverage on the virus. We'll also have a barbecue report coming your way on the Tuesday, y'all. All that right here on the show that's all about the South. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.